This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about that happened to you. Uh, And it's a comedy podcast from two fearful comedians. Uh, So it's less like um, an actual night in a haunted house. And it's more like you're in an Airbnb and the Airbnb host has stayed too long explaining to you how all the things in the house work that you already know how to use. Like if you want to get the food in the fridge, you have to open it and then take your food and then you close it again. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, no, totally. We're just we're so conked. We're not even going to eat. We're going to go to bed right now. The toaster is for bread. Oh, you know, we don't we're not. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anna, how is your week going? It's going absolutely good. I feel electrified. I feel wow. energized. I wake up at 2 a.m. and go for a a, a hundred mile run. Good, good. Without even leaving the bed. That's and, great. Um, no, everything feels sort of crazy and bad. Yeah. And um, it's a violent, racist country that we um, are in. Who boy. And I'm... Affected by it. (laughs) It's affecting me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What a strange time. What a strange time to, well, that's the vaguest, stupidest thing I could possibly say. Um, I was going to say, what a bizarre time to uh, try to find things to laugh and cheer up about. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes that can seem like a distraction that is maybe not helping things, but we all need a little bit of time to recharge, so maybe you can spend the next silly 30 minutes focusing on our dumb podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Or you could split focus with something else, you know? Yeah, probably. Please do. We'd love it. We're great for busy work. If you got to do – if you got to oh, yeah. stamp some letters or, I don't know, bake a pie, we're great for that. Or stamp a pie. I was about to say change a pie. <laughs> if you need to change it. Oh, God, I've got to change my pie. It's a good pie, really. It's just, you know, sometimes it gets a little hot under the collar. That's all. I've got it. I, I put the wrong filling and I got to switch the fillings in my pie. You got to. Uh, Anna, it's a Monday. It is a Monday, actually. And on Mondays, we read from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. 
that's what we are. That's what we do. And as we have mentioned in uh, previous episodes, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of these stories. And there are some with some questionable words or themes in them. And we have reached that precipice, Anna. How does it feels exciting? I hope you listening uh, are also as electrified by it as I am. We are two white cis people. And so we are going to make mistakes, but we will try harder. Yeah. Um, okay. So Anna, I have reached a story that I actually love very much and we'll talk about the problematic thing afterwards. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a word that I'm omitting from here just cause, uh, it's not a great word to use in 2021 and probably never was a really great word to use, but it was used very much, uh, regarding horror, spooky sort of things in the past. Yes. Um, but Anna, this story is called the drum. Mm-hmm. Once. There were two children. Dolores was seven, and Sandra was five. They lived in a small house in the country with their mother and baby brother, Arthur. Their father was a seaman and was away on a long voyage. One day, Dolores and Sandra were running across a field near their house when they met a girl playing a drum. Her family was camping in the field for a few days. As the girl played, a little mechanical man and woman came out of the drum and danced. Dolores and Sandra had never seen such a drum, and they begged the girl to give it to them. She looked at them and laughed. I will give it to you, she said, but only if you are really bad. Come back tomorrow and tell me how bad you were, and I will see. As soon as the two sisters got home, they started shouting, which was against the rules in their house. Then they wrote all over the walls with their crayons. At supper, they spilled their food, and when it was time for bed, they wouldn't go. They did everything they could think of to upset their mother. They were really bad. Early the next morning, they hurried off to find the girl. We were really bad yesterday, they told her, so please give us the drum. But when they told her what they had done, the girl laughed. Oh, you must be much worse than that if I'm to give you the drum, she said. As soon as Dolores and Sandra got home, they pulled up all the flowers in the garden. They let the pig out and chased it away. They tore their clothes. They sloshed in the mud. They were a lot worse than the day before. If you do not stop, their mother said, I will go away and take Arthur with me, and you will get a new mother with glass eyes and a wooden tail. That scared Dolores and Sandra. They loved their mother, and they loved Arthur. They could not imagine being without them, and they began to cry. I don't want to leave you, their mother said. But unless you change your behavior, I will have to leave you. We'll be good, the girls promised, yet they did not really believe that their mother would go away. She's just trying to scare us, Dolores said later. We'll get the drum tomorrow, said Sandra. Then we'll be good again. Early the next morning, they rushed off to find the girl. When they found her, she was playing the drum again, and the little man and woman were dancing. They told the girl how bad they'd been the day before. That must be bad enough to get the drum, they said. Oh, no, said the girl. You must be much worse than that. But we promised our mother to be good from now on, said Sandra and Dolores. If you really want the drum, said the girl, you must be much worse. It's only for one more day, Dolores told Sandra. Then we will have the drum. I hope you're right, Sandra said. As soon as they got home, they beat the dog with a stick. They broke the dishes. They tore their clothes to pieces. They spanked their baby brother, Arthur. Their mother began to cry. You are not keeping your promise, she said. We will be good, said Dolores. We promise, said Sandra. 
I can't wait much longer, said their mother. Please try. Early the next morning, before their mother was awake, Dolores and Sandra ran to see the girl. They told her all about the bad things they had done the day before. We were horrid, said Sandra. We were worse than we have ever been, said Dolores. Can we have the drum now, please? No, said the girl. I never meant to give it to you. It was just a game we were playing. I thought you knew that. Dolores and Sandra began to cry. They rushed home as quickly as they could, but their mother and Arthur were gone. They're they're out shopping, said Dolores. They'll be back soon. But they were still not back when the time for lunch came. Dolores and Sandra felt lonely and scared. They wandered through the fields the rest of the day. Maybe they will be home when we get back, said Dolores. When they got home, they saw through the window that the lamps were lit and there was a fire in the fireplace. But they did not see their mother or Arthur. Instead, there was their new mother, her glass eyes glistening, her wooden tail thumping on the floor. The... That could happen. That could happen. Everybody, (laughs) do not be mean to your mom and do not spank your baby brother and do not hit your dog with a stick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Andrew, I have to say, I had filed this story away in my head as like, it's not that scary. Or I got it mixed up with the one where they're running. It's like they hear the drum beating in the woods and then they get hit by ghost arrows, which is very scary. But like reading it, I was like, that's not scary. And then I feel profoundly scared by the story. This this story, to read it myself, I even get this like panicky emotional feeling as a kid hearing the story. It was so scary because their mom is like, why are you not being yourself? Like, why are you being so mean? Like, please. The fact that the mom was like, I'm not in control of this. If you're bad, I got to go away and take your baby brother with me. Like, that scared me so much. That kind of consequence feels wild. I know. It's a mean, mean story. Like, that's what's really wild about it. Yeah, it is deeply mean. And I have to say, like... uh. These girls seem bad. Yes. It's like, I can't imagine seeing something amazing, like a drum with little figures that come out and dance. That sounds very expensive. (laughs) That sounds like it would be in the front of FAO Schwartz. There's no way you're getting this. No, no, no. I wouldn't be like, give me that. I'd be like, that's cool. Can I watch you play it? (laughs) That's true. They're very possessive. Dolores and Sandra, which, by the way, unhinged names for children. Wild. 
Uh, also, a wild name for a baby, Arthur. Arthur. No. I love. I do love a, uh, the name Arthur for a baby because it's like, oh, you're a little man. Like, <laughs> it just makes I know. me laugh. It is kind of nice. Um, yeah. I'm actually going all the way around on it. I think everyone should name their babies Arthur. <laughs> but man, there's a lot going on in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very classic Alvin Schwartz intro line. Could you read yes. it one more time? The opening line, quite simply. Once there were two children. The end. <laughs> the end. That's, That's the it. whole story. That's all you need. Um, I had a moment where I thought, does this story pass the Bechdel test? It does. But I think maybe Arthur messes that up. No, but they're not talking about Arthur much. They're talking about the drum. It's two That's girls. That's what they want. Yeah, they, two girls the talking girls about The girls have names. Yeah. Yeah. That is very interesting. And that's kind of a rarity for this series. Yeah. Although I do think that the drum is a boy. So (laughs) that messes it up. Uh, um, Yeah. Okay. So, so Anna, what is scary to you about this story? What is, what is scary about the story to you? It's scary. Like you said, the idea of this kind of consequence, um, happening to a child um it kind of reminds me of the others (laughs) where it's like your father's away and he'll be home soon yep just me and you two awful children um it scares me the idea of children being mean when they don't want to but then still being mean um beating a dog is scary very scary hate that don't do I have to tell myself that these things don't happen because I don't have the emotional um scaffolding to (laughs) even go on with my day if I think about that that does happen so it simply doesn't um and what else god there's a lot it's scary the 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 replacement mother is a nightmare very scary because initially in my head what i first thought was like one glass eye which i'm like people have glass eyes that's not so scary it's the wooden tail for me is very scary because what is even going on here what what is the it's a long tail yeah and she's thumping it my my guess is that she's sort of pleased as punch making a making dinner and it's just like a a happy thing. Right. Um I, but but this the tail like it's not the the presence of a wooden tail implies that this mother had a previous tail that was severed and this is some sort of prosthetic. Oh, interesting. I was very much like she's like a a nightmare toy thing. Oh. <gasps> Anna, that's really smart. I didn't even think of that. That's even scarier thematically. Yeah. I thought she was some sort of uh, like something come to life. They wanted a toy and they got one, but she's life-size and scary. Oh, Um, what is the origin of this story? Here are some dramaturgical origins to this story. So there's a very common trope from just about every country about children in the woods coming across an entity. Usually it's the devil in the form of a person who um, has a thing that they want very badly and they have to do bad stuff to get it. Um, This is very common in the American Southeast, uh, but also these legends exist like in virtually every country. And typically, typically though, the, the devil like keeps their promise, but it has a twist to it. Yeah. This, this little girl is completely going back on it. I mean, what's scary about this to me is like, this girl is just playing a game. She's you worse know? than the devil. Right, which is – and so here's the here's the tricky thing. This story uses a term to, to describe um, like displaced Romani people who have been like very significantly maligned in just about every scary movie um, and scary story. 
uh, as not only being like scary, but untrustworthy. Yes. And like outside the town and like not, not, not part of us. Right. Right. And this character kind of typifies that stereotype, which is very harmful and still exists to this day. Um, so that's why we didn't say it. Cause it's just not necessary. It doesn't really add a lot to the story. And you know, Things change, we learn, and this is probably not a word that should be used to tell this story anymore. Yeah, agree. We um, fixed it. And we fixed it. And now we've done, we've undone centuries of mistreatment and malignment. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Me and Anna. Time for a book tour. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a really good point, Anna, that this, it at once makes this character worse than the devil, but also like a complete chaos agent who subscribes to no rules. Yeah. You know? Um, and that to hear a story like that, that would be very frightening to a child to think that there is someone out there who is just a normal person who is capable of, of leading you into doing bad behavior. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's Dolores and Sanders own fault. It, it is. It is. Um, yeah, the idea is like, oh, they were tricked. But like, you still shouldn't do bad things in order to get something. Exactly. Like the twist at the end, it is interesting, like putting it with the like devil in the woods and there's a trade off. Like it doesn't actually make a difference if the devil gives you what you want or not. You still did right. bad things in order to get something. And yeah. the twist that they didn't even get it at the end isn't necessary. Like it could have been not to give notes, but like. They could have gotten the drum and then gone home and seen the weird mom. Mm-hmm. That's almost a little scarier. That is very true. Oh, that is scary too. I mean, either way, it works. It it to me, the added element of they didn't even get the drum is like nihilistic. Yes. It's like it's very much we go from Twilight Zone to like, oh, this is just a mean story about to scare kids into being good. And you know what? It's a little bit like Darren Aronofsky. Hey, thank you hey. very much. Someone had to say it. Behave. Stop being weird. <laughs> Stop being mean. Um, I will also say probably an element of what scared this, uh, probably an element of what was scary about this to me um, was that when I was very little, I remember um, if, if like, if my brothers or I were like misbehaving or being mean or had, you know, uh, my mom would say like, Hey, you're, you're really like hurting my feelings. This is like, uh, I, like this is make me feel good. And then when we'd be like, well, but we love you. We love you. And she's like, well, sometimes it's best to show that you like, you can say that uh, you love me, but if you're doing things that make me feel hurt, then I don't feel very loved. And oh, that was a thing that devastated me as a kid. And I do think that is a very important thing to teach kids though. What an unbelievable, like that's so open. It was very open and it was very effective. I have to say. Oh my God, of course. You are a very considerate person. You guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but Andrew is one of the most considerate people I've ever met. <laughs> That's very generous. And Thank you. I, well, I, I give all credit to Joe Beth Farmer for uh, for any um, consideration I have for other people's feelings. Because yeah, that was a thing where like, I, I remember that would be so much more impactful to me than even getting punished. I'd be like, oh God, like I don't want to make my mom feel bad. God, the worst punishment of all. I know. Th- th- I mean, that's that's the um, that's largely the Irish Catholic experience, and as I've been told yeah. by many friends, uh, the Jewish American experience as well. Oh yeah, guilt and shame are just two. 
You know the 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 video that pops up on Instagram of the two twin or the two brothers who like tap dance and do the splits and like do the splits falling down the stairs. Yeah. It's like that's guilt and shame in my mind at all times. <laughs> <laughs> doing to, a full dance. To me, guilt and shame are like Laverne and Shirley. And it's like, we're gonna do it. And they together make <laughs> me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Give us any good thing, we'll make you feel weird about it. Give us any rule, we'll break it. That's it. You will never have successful sex. Never Doing never. it our way. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Nicholas Brothers. They're called the Nicholas Brothers. Wow. Um, yeah, so this story. Oh, but Anna, can we talk about this illustration? Yes, please. I, I've sent you the picture in the chat below. I think this might be my favorite album. Uh, this might be, I think this might be my favorite Stephen Gamble illustration. Oh, it's scary ass. Oh, there's people in the trees and stuff. Isn't that scary? So Anna, could you describe this illustration? Oh my God. There's so much going on. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, so there's, it's a, it's a horizontal, it's a landscape. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it spans two pages, but I could be wrong. It does. You're correct. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, on the right side, you see two little girls holding hands walking away from us and they're in this very scraggly, no leaf woods. Um, a lot of Stephen Gamble mist, mm-hmm. like the trees are very steaming Stephen Gamble Rudy roots galore. Yeah. A lot of clouds and mist and like, it's just scary. And all these trees are scary. If you saw any of these trees in real life, it would ruin your day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, they're walking. And you can see these little, like, I guess they half look like birds, but they look like little devils with yeah, little they, tails. They've got horns. They, they look got like horns they could and be tails. owls, but yeah, they are, they are certainly devils. Yeah. And he keeps it real up in the air, whether it's owls or, or what, but owls aren't mentioned. And there's one that's standing on the ground. Yeah. And they little devils and one's got a very curly tail. That's a a tail. They're sitting up in the tree branches, which is spooky ass. And you know what this illustration made? Like as a kid, what I thought was going on here was that like the devil had besieged this whole town (gasps) and was trying to like make these girls bad. (laughs) Like I thought the illustration was saying that like these are all little demons watching to be like, can we make these girls bad? You know? And that terrified me because I will also say um, when I was a little kid first reading these books, my family had just moved to New Hampshire in the dead of winter and it kind of looked like this. (laughs) Oh my God. I bet it does. Yeah. We've talked about how the American scary story sort of looks like the Northeast because that's what um, the settlers were experiencing. Yeah. And I buy that, man. It is very much like Castle Rock. Or it's oh, just that's like, a really good point. The devil is taking over, or it's trying to, it's trying to make you bad. I really am surprised that they did not go in the direction of making the scary stories books a series rather than a movie. You know, like a TV series. I feel like I that think would be so successful. I think if it had come out like, if the development process had been moved a little bit forward, they You're would right. have. It just everything's a series now. Um, Anna, who would we cast in this? <gasps> Great question. I do think Florence Pugh is involved. Oh, um, hugely. Florence Pugh is definitely Dolores. Oh, yeah. I, I do think I do picture adults playing children. Yeah. 
Yeah. Impactful. Um, yeah. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the drum girl, maybe. <gasps> that is so good, Anna. Wow. Thank you. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. Who's the... Who's Sandra? I'm going to say Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, that's good. Who who um was in The Last Jedi and yes. who's just incredible. And also very you just get a sense that she like of the two Sandra is the one who's like, "Are you sure this is a good idea?" And I feel like she'd be great at that. Yeah, I think so too. I also think you like to see her there's just something about that performer that you just like seeing her on a hero's journey. I do love seeing her on a hero's journey. Um, who, okay. Who's, who's the good mother. Oh, I was picturing what's her name. This British actress. Um, doctor is from a show called doctor something. <laughs> Dr. Foster. Um, it's this actress who looks a bit like, Natalie Walker in 20 years. Oh, Suzanne Jones. Okay, Suzanne Jones. That's exciting. She's in um, Gentleman Jack. I was picturing her, but I could also see Natalie Walker playing this part again. A favorite, a casting favorite. We do love to cast Natalie Walker in a scary story. Um, and then what about what about Baby Arthur? Oh my god. Um I feel like it should be a model. Oh, that's good. It might be Iman. I think it's Iman. I think baby (laughs) Arthur is played by Iman. Um, Baby Arthur is like a statuesque beauty. Yes. Right. Because if you, if you were to harm Iman, then you get whatever you deserve. You You know what I mean? You can't be doing this. Not, not during quarantine. Yeah. You're going to get what's coming to you. Um, And then I have a, I have a very immediate thought for who should play the mother with the wooden tail. Please. Gwendolyn Christie. Oh my God. That's, that's like an empathetic version where I'm like, Oh, she's excited to have kids. I just watched her in, um, uh, the new David Copperfield directed by Iannucci. And she plays a great, like scary marm. <gasps> that rocks. I so love I feel that like for her. Than that. Yeah. Like her in like a, her in like, um, like a clasped hat that goes around her head, like just really perfect. A kerchief. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Offer only. It's Gwendolyn Christie. It's Gwendolyn that's great. Christie for sure. Um, yeah, this one, this one, I'm imagining this feels like an A24 horror movie. That would be great. Oh God. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the reveal of a wooden mother at the end of the movie that feels right on. I also feel like the man and the woman dancing in the drum should be Gloria Estefan and her husband. <laughs> That's good. And they're dancing in their restaurant bongos. There we go. The drum. Oh, it's a bongo drum. <gasps> Andrew, it all works. Wow. This, we need a Pulitzer for this podcast. We do. We do. And we have been sponsored by bongos. <laughs> do you like food? Well, <laughs> It's bongos, baby. <laughs> um, oh, that would be a great ad. Mongos, I think so too. I don't know that they're still in business, but I, oh. I, I did eat there once. I do feel sad whenever a celebrity restaurant closes. It's too much. I'm Let like, me you see. Tried it. I have to just check for our listeners. Um, 
I was thinking, I'm just, this is the thing that I'm just thinking now. If Amy Adams had a restaurant, it could be called Amy Haddams, and it's just Amy Adams leftovers that are served. Oh my God. Like Stop she already that. had it. Amy Haddams already, but you can have the rest of her meatloaf if you want. <laughs> she exclusively eats meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the name has been changed to Estefan Kitchen. Oh, that's good and clear. That's, that's good, good and clear. Yeah. That's good. Um, Anna. Thank you for letting me share this uh, scary story today that clearly hit us both on an emotional level. It really did. I think like, yeah, if you have any sort of latent guilt, if you've got the mother wound, uh, this the story is oh, for boy. you. <laughs> I've hurt my mother. If that's sort of like your guiding um, psychological trauma, oh. um, please come one, come all. Um, thank you so much for reading it. It's like a good spooky ass little story. My pleasure. Um, and speaking of good spooky ass, no, that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, we're saying it's keeping it in. Oh, God. It's keeping it in. Um, Hannah, did anything spooky happen to you this weekend or this week? What day is it? Uh, Who knows? Andrew, I haven't left the house. What spooky that's could true. happen? Yeah, this is I, th- this has become a challenge during quarantine about what spooky thing happened to us. I think I dreamt that I ran for mayor of Toronto against Rob Ford and lost. <gasps> Whoa. But then was relieved. Like I accidentally put my head in the ring for mayor of toronto that's spooky yeah but that's i'm the spooky thing is that i'm not going anywhere yeah this is getting no one is but or some people whatever you know what i'm saying (laughs) i it's for whatever reason this week i mean i know there's lots of reasons it's hitting me so hard right i i gotta go touch store because we're coming up on a year isn't this wild it's too much it's too much it's too long we hope that um we hope that you're you're able to get vaccinated everybody maybe if especially if you're a frontline worker if you're someone who works in healthcare, we hope you're getting your vaccines in a in a timely orderly fashion um oh which makes me think of my spooky thing that happened to me this weekend oh yes andrew did something spooky happen to you tell us so here's here's the situation i find myself in i'm an accident prone person a lot of horrible things that have I have wrought on myself, spilling boiling soup on myself, cutting my mm-hmm. finger while I'm chopping mm-hmm. onions, blah, blah, blah. Um, the amount of things that I have had to not do because I'm like, I can't even risk getting hurt because I don't want to, I don't want to fill up a hospital and I don't want to go to any oh, place that would require that. Right. Um, there've been so many times when I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like make some caramelized onions. And I'm like, do you trust yourself to not cut your thumb off? And frankly, I don't. Um, so it's been a lot of delivery lately. That's Got my it. spooky thing. Too much sodium. Oh, it's the sodium. That's It's the new smoking. It's the new smoking. Also, th- my two favorite things are the worst things in the world for you. Sitting and sodium. And that's gonna, <laughs> both are going to kill me. But I love both of them so much. And you really got to give up sitting on sodium. <laughs> you cannot take my salt chair away from me. You can pry oh. it from my cold, dead thighs. I will. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, we got there. We got there. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, please rate and review us five stars on. If you could, the, if, you could if you can't, then don't. Um, <laughs> on the the old iTunes or wherever. Um, and keep being good send us your scary stories at scarystorypod at gmail.com we'll read them on the show yeah we're on social media whatever it's fine 
Yeah, scary story underscore pod. Oh, no. What, what is it again? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Scary story underscore pod. Absolutely. You ever forget sometimes your handles? You ever just not know a single fact ever because your brain is soup <laughs> and you love soup? Everybody loves soup. And you know what everybody else also loves? Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.